Hi, and welcome to episode 29 of Walk to Work. So today is uh, third in a series talking about um, my experience teaching at Bibluzd uh, in Bern, Switzerland, organized by Biggie and Michu, uh, co-teaching with Jenny Souden, Gabriel Yu, Jessica Falbauer, um, in uh, Biggie's uh, immersion uh, concept where the four teachers are teaching in the room together, uh, demonstrating, uh, showing rather than telling, um, all at the same time, yes. And then students can kind of uh, pick who they want to uh, um, use the four people as kind of an example of what the kind of... um, archetypal movement that we're going for would look like um, and also pick those whose movement speaks to them um, and it also gave us then opportunity to all four of us uh, provide uh, feedback uh, in a kind of individualized uh, way to students so in the first post I talked about this this concept uh, first episode second episode I talked uh, about what we did in day one uh, so day one Uh, We had four classes. We started with uh, some um, uh, African uh, aesthetic and pulse and grounding going into blues uh, aesthetic and pulse and grounding. Um, We took that into working uh, with alignments. Uh, In the second class, we took that into working a little bit more with alignments into the third class. Um, And all this kind of figuring out ways... Uh, that worked for doing this in, with the immersion concept uh, with relatively little talking and kind of figuring ways uh, to, to benefit uh, as much as possible from that. Uh, and then the fourth hour, we changed it up a little bit, did something a bit different, um, wanted people to come back kind of more to their, putting this in their own dancing. And so we had four stations uh, to work on moves, musicality, yes and and uh, freedom. Um, And so now I'm going to talk about day two. So one of the things we noted is that uh, the format we had was a really great opportunity to work on people's close embrace, so we wanted to do that. And then we wanted to touch on um, some specific uh, styles of dance, so we did uh, jazz blues. (coughs) Pardon me. Jazz blues, uh, shuffle, and boogaloo. Um, so we started off with a again a four station thing uh, on close embrace, but this time had people um, rotating every uh, ten minutes through to the next station, and so we basically gave four ten minute mini classes, um, and that was that was really cool. Um, it was interesting to me how my mini class sort of changed uh, throughout the 10 minutes. Uh, so Jess took a pulse. So how do you keep this pendulum pulse when you're in close embrace? Um, Jenny took um, leading uh, close embrace without arms, how you can lead and follow and use your alignments to lead and follow when your arms aren't really the, the important part. Uh, Gabrielle took uh, weight placement and weight shifting. Uh, and I took uh, kind of points of contact or configuration or geography 
or how you want to talk about it. Uh, so I started with a kind of, hey, let's explore uh, if we're big or if we're small, um, uh, if we're uh, thin or if we're wide, uh, how we connect with each other and try out different options to see which ones are comfortable and where we can put up our arms and how we can make this close embrace feel nice. Um, and with the first group I found that people were just not quite ready to be creative with that and so they would kind of go to their default. Um, so with other groups uh, rather than kind of working on let's try out all these combinations because they would tend to just try one or two um, was to be more like how can we make this, this thing uh, better and working on giving each other feedback uh, and we'd done some work, uh, we had designed that class, uh, having that um, uh, that set up then to have people uh, be giving each other feedback in each of the four uh, classes, mini classes, uh, and to practice working on their feedback words, uh, so as to uh, give good ways of giving feedback, um, and to uh, encourage them to be a little bit more uh, proactive in working with each other. Uh, during day two because we've done a lot of solo movement during day one um, and so there it was more do it just doing the, the the giving feedback and working on making it better uh, and I towards the fourth group I got very set on kind of this thing is a hug it's made to feel like a hug if you don't want to hug people don't dance in close embrace um, if you do, make it a real proper hug that feels uh, embracey. Uh, and we kind of dis discuss, because I, I know a lot of people um, are put off sort of by this uh, hugging approach to teaching close embrace, because they're like, I don't hug with the people that I dance close embrace with. Uh, these are not people that I would hug most of the time, but I'm happy to dance in close embrace with them. So I'm iffy about calling it a hug. Uh, and, and I get that. And so I... I uh, I think I went a little bit too far in my let's make this a hug approach. Uh, but I think it worked for the, the, the group of people uh, that we had that weekend, I hope. Um, uh, and just really, how do you kind of keep good posture, um, stay stacked, uh, keep uh, your pulse going, uh, but have uh, the way that your arms and bodies are touching uh, be kind of huggy as opposed to be dance lead and followy touchy. Uh, I think that helped. Uh, uh, we also, I think all of us had the had set each other the goal of dancing with everybody if we could. And so tried out this close embrace with everybody. And it was really a good opportunity to encourage leads to kind of embrace with their whole arm rather than use their hand against the back of the follow to pull them to, you, to them. Uh, and to really um, showcase how you can do that gently. Uh, and with very little effort and obtain kind of better results because then the person can be like I am going to come into close embrace with you rather than I am going to let myself be pulled into close embrace anyway yes close embrace really important really good to make it nice uh, consensual um, hug like but also and that's a topic I'm struggling with how to use people's um, <coughs> how to use the positive aspect of hug without bringing in uh, the negative aspects of making it feel like a hug. Uh, yeah. Topic for another day for me. Um, then we moved into some shuffle. Oh no, we moved into jazz blues. So we took the alignments from day one 
uh, and had the, this uh, moving forward and backward and then uh, maneuvering and just doing a 90 degree pivot uh, using uh, the uh, kind of counter, contra, neutral. Uh, so you walk forward in counter, you walk forward in contra and that's kind of positioning your upper body uh, towards the new direction that you're going to go uh, and then you take a side step into neutral uh, and then you take a back or forward step uh, in contra and you have turned uh, 90 degrees. Uh, and so we worked on that, we drilled that and that is really interesting having four teachers because we could drill it solo with one of us on each wall uh, so that everybody could uh, see even when they had turned 90 degrees. And we could also show it with two couples um, so that uh, when people working in partnership, uh, both leads and follows could see uh, someone uh, of their role uh, and see a couple doing uh, the thing. Uh, and that was really cool uh, in ways of, of teaching for four people and of teaching two leads, demoing to leads and follows, especially with the case of using uh, relatively few words. Uh, and then we moved into uh, natural alignment, which I think we'd done a little bit of the previous day during my uh, class, um, and using it kind of to, to swing through, uh, and using that in open uh, is so that you lead forward, and then you swing yourselves both into uh, natural alignment, and that preps the turn uh, in uh, the other direction. Uh, yeah, uh, and that I think we, we probably rushed through a little bit too much because um, we hadn't really done much natural up to that point. And uh, the difficulty, I think with alignments, is that they're very functional. Sort of counter is made for for going forward and backward. Contra is made for pivoting. Natural is also made for, for, for pivoting, uh, but in a different way. Um, and so you want to kind of work on them without the turns because the turns add... Uh, extra complexity and it's too easy to want to end game the turns and make them happen rather than letting them happen through the alignments but just doing the alignments on their own without actually getting a turn out of them uh, is not functional uh, so that's an interesting one to, to, to work on I think we did a, a really good job uh, over the weekend of taking our time with them like we had literally three hours of the weekend uh, solely focused on these alignments um, and allowing the students to take their time with them. Uh, so like, I would want to do all the alignments and probably just doing contra and a little bit of natural uh, was as far as we were going to get. And it was really interesting. Uh, I believe a lot in letting students kind of figure out the thing. Uh, and uh, that if you tell them this is A and this is a B, they'll be like, oh, this is an A and this is a B. Um, but if uh, they have a little bit of confusion that B is maybe a lot like A, and you're like, see how B is not working the way that we want B to work for you? That's because you're doing A instead of B. Uh, and that takes a lot of... It, it's, it's difficult to do well because you don't want students to feel awkward about it. Uh, but it's how you really learn, oh yeah, this thing, I'm not, I'm not doing the thing. And it's because I'm not doing the thing. And the reason I'm not doing the thing is because I'm not actually clear what the thing is. And it's very easy, I think, to give students the, the illusion that they do know what the thing they're supposed to be doing is when actually they don't. Uh, and so providing kind of uh, strategies for self-check on that is really useful. And it's one of the reasons that teaching partner dance is really 
uh, easy in a certain way is uh, your partner is a great self-check uh, in that if you're leading and following the thing, well, you're probably doing it right. And if you're not, well, you probably uh, have missed something. Uh, yeah, and then we moved on to two slightly sort of easier classes. Uh, we did shuffle that, again, was reusing kind of the pulse. Uh, we did like five or six moves uh, in solo shuffle and then brought them into partnering. And before, because we'd been doing the alignment-y lead follow thing, we'd been working a lot in uh, what I think of as, as parallel. Uh, so when my left leg goes forward, the other person's left leg goes back. When my left shoulder goes back, the other person's left shoulder goes forward. Uh, and with the shuffle, we brought in more kind of mirrored and angles. Uh, and that's a, a different uh, way of music moving, I think, that's uh, really complementary and really important. Um, but because it was kind of just running through moves, it was a bit more fun. We got to change up rhythms, we got to play, we got to laugh around a lot. Um, we got to jam out with people. Uh, and that was really nice. Uh, and then we kind of continued with that uh, into Boogaloo and making it kind of very uh, party-y. Uh, in a kind of loud music, big movement. Uh, again, starting with the, the doing the thing with the formations, doing it... Um, in uh, solo uh, in the middle and then all four of us in the middle uh, showing all the slows and quick quicks and the hitchhikers and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I was MC on that one, um, which is why I like it a lot. Haha. <laughs> uh, no, it's why, why I remember a lot of what we did. Um, I found that the things that uh, the class that I didn't MC, I had to check my notes a lot to go find out uh, what did we plan to do, what did we actually do. Uh, whereas those I MC, I MC'd, I remember a little bit better because I had the planning of them, um, or the, the not so much the planning, but the execution. The 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 we planned everything together, but then the MC was kind of more executy and being like, I think we should do this, and then checking with everybody else. Do you also think we should do this? Um, and so that was very kind of jammy out and unstressed, uh, and I thought it was a really good way uh, of ending the weekend. Uh, yeah, so that's what we did. Um, a lot of it worked extremely well, uh, so I want to talk about that, uh, especially the, the grounding part, so I can uh, do the foreshadowing of, uh, we never once said the word grounding, we very rarely, I think, gave feedback to students, oh, you're not grounded, I want you to be more grounded, but um, because we were having students do grounding movement, and because we were demoing groundedness to the best of our ability the whole uh, weekend, um, and because we were taking our time with it, uh, I think that at the end, uh, students were much more grounded, uh, whatever that means. Uh, that's also a podcast for another day. Uh, and that was a really cool result. Um, yeah, if you, if you, if you spend seven hours straight of an eight hour week, dance week class, dance weekend, uh, dancing, um, and dancing by immersion and imitating, and the people you're imitating are grounded, hey, what do you know? You're going to end up more grounded. Um, and other things, yeah, just generally the whole weekend was quite, quite magical, the not talking, um, the, the fact that we did uh, a good job of class planning, uh, so we had good classes that flowed well together. Um, and also I think a few lessons learned for me uh, for if uh, this format uh, gets done elsewhere, or if I get to do this format again. Um, yeah, so I'll talk about all that uh, next time. Uh, I'm 
at work. Oh, I'm recording today, literally on the day uh, that I'm publishing, which I don't usually do. Uh, I usually give myself a couple of days to listen again and uh, fix it, uh, re-record if I feel I messed up. Uh, so today was, oh, it is the new year, I took the whole break as a break, and now I'm actually walking to work again, I better record some stuff. Uh, so I will uh, see you next time, until then, take care.